You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Hello, I'm Willie George. Welcome to this edition of the Faith Roots Podcast. We're going to wrap up this particular section. We're calling it Five Behaviors to Set Your Mind at Ease out of Psalm 37. And so we're going to get into this very last of the lessons. Psalm 37, 23 says this, The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. There are times when you're following God that the only direction that you will have will be one simple step. And by the way, it could even be a step that you're already standing on. It's not a, a new step. You're just right where you're supposed to be. And God may have you stand there for a season. And whenever that happens, let me tell you, there's going to be a breakthrough. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Anytime that there's nowhere for you to go, just sit tight. There will be a breakthrough. And that's how God leads. The one-step reveal is an indicator that we are operating in enemy territory. Now think about this. When God revealed Messiah to planet Earth, He didn't do it all at once. He did it one step at a time. The first people to get the revelation other than Mary and Joseph were the shepherds at Bethlehem. You know who they were? They were the Passover shepherds. Because all of the sheep that were in and around Jerusalem, and Bethlehem was only six miles away, all of them were removed to the wilderness because of the smell. They permitted, the rabbis permitted, one group of sheep to be kept at Bethlehem for close proximity to the temple. It was only six miles away. So these shepherds were the ones who witnessed the birth of every Passover lamb. And it tells me that Jesus was born in lamb birthing season. So that would have been his true birth date. And when the Passover lambs were born, and that's when the the baby Jesus was uh, witnessed by these special shepherds. This was a step reveal. Then the wise men came. That's another step. Then Simeon prophesies, and Anna uh, recognizes Jesus at the temple. So we see all of these different reveals where that the, the king of kings is slowly, carefully revealed to Israel. Finally, he comes in in grand style, riding on the back of a donkey, fulfilling the prophets, the words of Jeremiah, riding on the colt, the foal of a donkey. And uh, he comes in fulfilling what Daniel said would happen on the very day Daniel said it would happen. And so one step at a time, Jesus was revealed. Now, he didn't reveal to his apostles that he was going to the cross the very first time that he met them. It was only after they had learned how to trust him that he told them, this is what is going to happen. I will betrayed, be betrayed in the hands of sinners. I'll be spitefully entreated. I'll be mocked. I'll be spit on. They will scourge me and crucify me, but the third day I will rise again. So he laid out slowly and in stages what was going to happen to him. I don't know that Jesus knew everything 
that was going to happen to him because he emptied himself of knowledge. Luke 2.52 says he grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. So if Jesus could grow in wisdom, that means then he had to have been limited in wisdom in the very beginning. And he grew wiser and wiser. He learned. So everything about his coming was done in steps, in stages. If that's how God led his own son... It's how he's going to lead you. And you and I want guarantees. We want assurances. We want to be able to see a long way down the road. We want to know how everything is going to work out. I'm like that myself. I want to know that there's a plan. But I have to learn to trust God. And sometimes all I have is a step. But I've learned he's never failed me yet. He always comes through. He has surprised me on occasion. And things have not always happened exactly the way that I thought they would, but they did happen for my good. Now, every step from God, every one of them, is necessary no matter how small it may seem. And what you need to understand about steps is a step positions you for the next step. And the very first steps that God gives you will be small steps. Uh, They will be steps that are designed to lead you down a particular path. Think about Joseph. God led Joseph to Egypt step by step. He developed Joseph in Egypt step by step. But he developed him in Egypt so that he could be a leader in Egypt, not over in Babylon. And so the steps will point in a particular direction. One of the things you can learn about the Lord is you can tell somewhat about where you're going by looking at where you've come from. There's a trajectory to the leading of the Lord, and it's good to know that. God doesn't just jerk you around and have you do something that's totally foreign to your personality, foreign to your gifts and equipment and callings. I know when I started my kids' TV show, Gospel Bill, I wondered how we would do it. I knew I needed to be a character, and it didn't take long for me to realize i got to be a cowboy. My dad was a professional rodeo cowboy. I was a ranching family. Uh, I had Texas Rangers in my ancestry. Uh, I had a Texas accent. I knew a lot about cattle and ranches and that sort of thing, so Gospel Bill was a logical step for me. God didn't lead me to be a rocket scientist because it would have been a very poorly done show because I don't know anything about rockets. So steps, sometimes small ones, must be taken before the big steps can be revealed. Listen to Luke 16.10. It says this, He who is faithful in what is least is faithful also in much. And he who is unjust in what is least is unjust also in much. How you treat the small and seemingly unimportant steps is an indicator of how you would handle the big things. If you can't take care of the little things, God will never bring a big thing to you. Take care of the little things. Zechariah 4.10 in the Amplified asks this question, Who, with reason, despises the day of small things? Let me tell you about that verse. That verse was written about the construction of the temple of the Lord. Solomon's temple was a big, glorious building. It was an amazing thing. It took away the breath of the Queen of Sheba. But that temple was destroyed, and the Jews who had been in exile in Babylon came back to Jerusalem. 
They begin to rebuild the walls of their city, and they begin to rebuild its temple. And the temple that they were building was so small, by comparison to what had been there before, there were people who saw it, and they remembered the old one, and they wept because this was a dinky one compared to what they'd had. But you know what? This temple was hugely important because it would be called the second temple. And even though it was remodeled and modified under King Herod, he worked on it for 50 years. And when it was done during the time of Jesus, the temple at Jerusalem was the grandest building in the world. There wasn't a building at Rome that compared to the temple complex in Jerusalem. There was nothing like it. But it was even greater for another reason. The glory of the latter house would be greater than the former, is what the prophets said. Why would that be the case? It is because Jesus entered that temple. First of all, as a baby, on the eighth day of his life, he was presented there, circumcised, presented to the Lord. Uh, uh, sacrifices were offered by his parents for him. He came back when he was 12 was found in the temple talking with, discussing spiritual things with the doctors of the law. He came back and drove the money changers out of the temple when he first began his ministry. He went there to teach on a number of occasions. He was in the temple <clears throat> answering the toughest questions his enemies could throw at him the whole week before his crucifixion. So the temple played big into the life of Jesus. And that's why the second house was greater in glory than the first one. So Zechariah is saying, this doesn't look like much. This is a small start, but trust me, guys, this temple has a great future because of what's going to happen here. And that's always God's way. The biggest things start small. You ought to know that because Jesus said that if you had faith that operates like the small seed of a mustard plant, a mustard seed being a very tiny seed, he always starts the biggest of things with very small beginnings. So take a step and look for the step. And when you don't know what to do and the only thing you have in front of you is that one simple step, or maybe it's the step you're standing on, rejoice you have a step. If you're faithful in that step, he will give you yet another, and you will get to your finish. That's all the time I have for this lesson, but I would encourage you, read Psalm 37. It's awesome. It's loaded with good stuff. We only scratched the surface this week. We'll have more in the days to come. See you then. I want to thank you for watching our podcast today. And if you really liked it, would you please give us a little thumbs up by clicking on that sign down below. And then I would encourage you to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss any of our future podcasts because they're all going to be good. And if you would like to support us financially, either with a one-time gift or recurring gift, you can do that by clicking on the link below or going to myfaithroots.com. Thank you so much for watching this program. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.